And I said, yeah, nah, he, he's dope. She said, what happened was, she's like, she was looking online for a speaker and she like came across my website and somehow she came to my social media and she connected with you and books you to speak. <laughs> okay. Appreciate that, bro. <laughs> I felt the way. <laughs> She's looking for a speaker. But then some, and I'm a speaker. And this is a, it is a time I'm calling myself a speaker. Like I'm, <laughs> get, I'm getting gigs and stuff. How much I, I owe you for that? Yo, yeah, come on. I don't know how, whatever she paid you. I don't remember. <laughs> she told me. She said, she was like, yeah, I was looking for a speaker. I was on your website. And she didn't, I don't know. She just slipped up and said it. Like, right. she's like, yeah, I was looking for a speaker. I was on your website and you kind of led me to Jeremy and Jeremy came and spoke and it was amazing. I was like, oh, that's what's up. <laughs> Close my phone. I said, yo, did Jeremy? And then I went on, then I went on your website. I'm like, what is website got it? I ain't got. And then um, yeah, I felt the way. Because she was That's looking for a speaker. Bro. But now when you say it right now, mm-hmm. I didn't have a system. It like you got a system. Right. You probably had the pics on your website. Right. You probably mm-hmm. can see somebody coming. It's like it's probably speaking directly to an audience. Mm-hmm. So I shouldn't have got mad. I should have got E-Trade. <laughs> <You're sick. laughs> <Don't tell. laughs> for sure. I got E-Trade. I got yeah. All right. So um Oh, yeah, because you thought I forgot. What's the system on figuring out? I would think, yo, would Jeremy help me out with that? It's just, it just right, doesn't right, happen. Right, right, so right, right. Um, if you ever need me for your calls or anything like that, yep. please, I am a servant. Um, anytime you have a, yep. a Sharice will be reaching out to you. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> you know your conferences. Yep. I am there, man. Yep. It's all love. So um, let us know how they can find you and uh, close this out, man. Yeah, at one... Uh, Jeremy Anderson. Yeah, at one Jeremy Anderson on all the social media platforms. I'm pretty easy to find. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Okay. Yep. So you want me to give you this point now, or is this last thought for the Patreon? Last, nah. Close this. No, this, yeah, right now to close out for for the world. For okay, we, we gonna we gonna cut the cameras. Then we we'll come on. For the okay, Patreon. okay. For, just 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 close this out, man. There's somebody out there that is, I'm struggling, man. Yep. Or they're like super gifted but they can't get their gift to the world, which is frustrating, right? It's like being pregnant for a long time. You just can't have the baby. Imagine being pregnant for three three years. Mm. So I I guess maybe close this out. Okay. So let's let's run with that analogy. Let me see what I can pull off in the spirit of the top of my dome. So let's say somebody is pregnant, like with purpose or something, right? And they they feeling the contractions. They're feeling the pain of what they got going on. They know they have something special inside them, but they're having a hard time pushing it out. And like it's in these moments when you got to get with a midwife or you got to get with the, um, the OBGYN. They might have to have you walk. They might have to have you do some squats. You know what I'm saying? They might have to perform some different things. They might have to do a C-section. You know what I'm saying? But what you have inside from you, you didn't put there. It was naturally given to you. Having the finances, man, it's just like a business. Your music is a business, you know what I'm saying? And I just feel like a lot of people don't understand that. You, how are you so good at music? And then when it comes to the business or contracts or uh, finances, you don't know anything about it. But you talking about you, you clearly just doing music for no reason. And in your head, you're not thinking that 
I'm finna be the biggest rapper in the world, okay? What comes with being the biggest rapper in the world? Damn, lawyers, um, accountants, uh, taxes. Um, you feel me? That's how you gotta think. That's the only way that you gonna really be the top nigga in the world. You know what I'm saying? I don't see no other way of being the biggest rapper in the world if you ain't thinking like that. You know what I'm saying? You just going to the studio doing some music because clearly you're wasting your money. Also, if you go start your LLC, let's say whatever you call your LLC, Trap Boy or Big Dog LLC, right? So, if you got an LLC and it's about music, from the studio should be a write-off. When you go in the studio and you pay for your studio time, let's say if you spend five hours a day in the studio, everything should be a write-off. All the clothes you buy, you as an artist should be a write-off. The cars you're driving, it should be a write-off. Where you stand should be a write-off. You're an artist, you're an entertainer, always. Every, when you go in the strip club, you, I need 5,000 ones. But give me a receipt. You feel me? Get that to your account. That should be a write-off because you're an artist. You're a brand. But a lot of... I challenge any grown man, homie, on this internet talking, nigga. Produce... This how you separate the man from the boy. Nigga, get out them corners. Take that camera out that corner and flip around. Let's see how you niggas living, homie. For you to have so much... See, this what make me such a bad motherfucker. And I, I, yeah, I can pat myself on the back. See, because I can stand on this shit, my nigga. All the shit that I'm saying, I can stand on. I can pull your news articles. Man, I've been doing this. Man, let's come over here and do this. Come, I can do that. They can't, homie. They got to put themselves in front of the camera and talk for drama. I'm talking for change. It's just I got a bunch of niggas bringing a bunch of drama to me. I came to the internet positive. But I got so much hate on the internet, nigga, I'm going to reflect what's before me. I'm going to reflect what's before me, nigga. And you think I'm going to get an internet the real me? They going to keep getting this goddamn character that they tuned in. They'll never get the real me. I'm Jason's friend. I'm I'm Jay White's friend that, uh, that just drinks and smokes and hangs out. Talk to me. Yeah. Talk to me. Man, do today what others want to have what tomorrow others can't. You have to put in that work today, right, to have that delayed gratification. Now, I never understood that when people was talking to me about it in 2008. But I put in work 30, 60, 90 days, and I reaped the benefits later on. And now I am where I'm at today, so... Put the work in today, reap the benefits tomorrow. Can't close it out no better than that, man. <laughs> Do me a favor, man. Go get you some social proof. But I need you to follow my boy, my boy Jay White, all right? Um, and I need to see you in the community. But go get you some social proof. I need you to go build something. Put your time, energy, sweat, blood, tears into something. Build something, okay? Use your head. You can go do it. Build something. But then I need you to come back and teach your community how you did what you did, just like Jay White. All right? We are out of here. Peace. Be in this person's life and deal with this person in order to get valuable intelligence from them. Right. 
because that was super interesting. Yeah. And I, I mean, for me personally, part of that's like, what's the greater good here? Right. Like maybe you're dealing with this horrible person, but what are they giving you for the greater good? I think on the other hand, like most people, so I worked with a lot of refugees and there are absolutely horrendous stories about what happens to people who become refugees before they become refugees, right? So you read all these horrendous stories of like child soldiers and, you know, like neighbors turning on neighbors and rape being used as a weapon of war. And you're like, like there are so many scenarios out there that the average person who lives a comfortable life does not even, like cannot even comprehend and when you're in a scenario where essentially every decision is would be considered a bad decision where like in your black and white it's all black you still have to choose and you have to be comfortable with whatever that choice is like you can't just stand there you have to make a choice so you can't put everything into a good and bad bucket. There's a giant gray area of, um, you know, like if if I have to choose between, you know, between dealing with like some kind of horrible person who has ties to terrorism and I know that they are going to be able to give me information that stops an attack that saves 50 lives... Like, you're going to give that dude money. You're going to take him out. Like, you're going to be friends with him because he has the ability to do good on the other end, whether he knows it or not, Mm -hmm. right? Like, those are the real-life choices. That's what happens in real life. I think that when you are living... I mean, and I, I live a comfortable life. I just happen to have had the exposure, right? I think when you're living a comfortable life and you're not exposed to the, like, to the realities that are out there, it's easy to judge. It's easy to judge and be like, oh, I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have done that. Okay, well, when you are in these situations and you're standing there and you have to make the decision, let's see what your decision actually is, right? Mm-hmm. And you have to change I think your idea, like you have to shift from what's right and wrong to what is the objective, right? Especially mm-hmm. when you're doing stuff for the for the government, like military, CIA, um, like what is the objective here? What is the mission here and how do you accomplish that? It's not about what do I personally think is right and wrong? How do you obtain your objective? How do you complete your mission? Because that mission is serving all of us. Like whether we know it or not, there are missions happening right now that maybe we would disagree with, but they're serving us. They're protecting us. Right. So. Yeah. I I had a one guy on here who was, uh, he was a, a drone pilot for flying those drones over Yemen, those killer drones. And he was like, he was recruited by, I believe it was the air force that was, that was heading that program. But he was said he was like nineteen years old, eighteen yeah. years old, and and they were having him pull the trigger on these drones that were blowing up, you know, people. Yep. 
and yep. him being 18 years old watching people get you know blown up yep. in countries like Yemen or whatever and mm-hmm. it scarred him I mean, it really messed his head up yeah having to make those decisions yes. and or whether he was making the decisions or not he's probably following orders like right. pulling the trigger on those drones and, yep. and watching these people suffer like on the mm-hmm. ca- watching the infrared camera these people yep. like crawling and bleeding and yep yeah, that and stuff so, can be terrifying to you, like so, to any any human, right? And think about like, like all the people involved in that decision, mm-hmm. right? So he was pulling the trigger, so he probably felt directly responsible. But there's a chain of command, right? There are other people making that decision, mm-hmm. people who found that location to target, like the guy in charge who makes the decision to target it, who like people who know that. That house might have the guy's kids in it. Mm. Do we target or not? Right? Like, there are, t- there, are, there are tons of people who are involved in this decision. And it, there are so many factors that weigh in. Right? And I, I don't... It's, it's, it's a sad reality. Right? Like, I, I don't advocate collateral damage in war but it happens and it's a reality and people have to make those decisions war is not clean it's just unfortunate and i um when we were working uh we were working in the middle east and i was working with a delta force guy and he was the nicest guy ever like a family man he um he had actually like his own nonprofit that like helped women learn self-defense and just the nicest guy. And he was teaching this triage class and starts telling this story about, you know, missions where he went in, like his missions were specifically to go in and kill people, right? Like, you and your team are going to go into this place. You are going to kill the people there. Like, you know, very close range shooting or hand-to-hand combat. Like, telling stories about team members that he lost on those missions. Um, and so I asked, I asked them, I was like, what kind of psychological care do they give you? Because there's no way. So for the CIA, they do a ton of psychological testing beforehand yes before they hire you so i'm assuming that part of all the special forces is you but you need help to give birth to it right Mm -hmm. and so that's why people get coaches i've got a mentor in every single company we own i have a mentor Mm -hmm. and that's where people go wrong i have so much purpose and but i just met with cj yesterday for two hours i said at his feet i'm older than cj bro You know what I'm saying? But I said it his feet because I'm like, yo, bro, give me the game. Like, help me understand. I want to learn from you. I pay Alex Burton 10 grand for his dispatching. I mean, his trucking course. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So I, people need to invest in themselves wherever they are. If you're trying to have the best marriage, then get some marriage books. Get some marriage coaches. You know what I'm saying? Like, Marriage Inc. At Marriage Inc. That's my, me and Tracy's marriage coaches. Like, I would be divorced. I would not have a wife today if it wasn't for them. Like, if you want to win in finances, then you got to get with somebody in that financial space. Like, you got to be willing to get with a midwife or or or, or, or um, what do you call it, the OBGYN, somebody to help you give birth to whatever that thing is. So for the people that feel stuck, you got to get with someone that can unstuck you. You know what I'm saying? And that's the problem. 
a lot of people feel like they want to do it on their own or they prideful or they don't want to don't want to make that investment and they wonder why nothing changed. Well, you got to make a decision, right? And I believe everybody's everybody can go to that next level if their belief system is intact. But they got to believe. I was one way in life and I was there forever because of my specific belief system. But when I changed my brain, I changed my life. It all starts with your brain. What you think is what you say. What you say is what you do. What you do on a regular basis becomes a habit. Your habits create your character, and your character determines your destiny. But it all starts right here inside your brain. I'm going to give it to him again. Can I do it again? What you think is what you say. What you say is what you do. What you do on a regular basis becomes a habit. Be cautious. That's the only three ways, the only three reasons why somebody wouldn't buy from you. So with this dollar chart, here's, oh my gosh, because I didn't know why. I, I figured I was doing it because... You know, we just kept, like, let them taste test it, right? Mm-hmm. But in this way, I can identify, well, they can identify, oh, this is a good fit. Because in their head, they don't they don't know if it's a good fit or not. Mm-hmm. But for a dollar, um, a dollar, they could do it. They can see the value because, all right, for seven days, you're going to get a, a, a freaking conference for a week. Mm-hmm. And then... They realize, wow, that I have the money mm-hmm. because even after that, it's only $79. But they'll say, they'll be able to compare, oh, well, for the value, for sure, 79 bucks is nothing. Done. That was the dopest commercial we've ever given. <laughs> so go to the meetup.com. <laughs> Golly, I love this interview. Go to the meetup.com. I can't wait to see you in the morning. Okay, Spec, I got to ask you. Um, uh, before you give us something deep on the closeout, um, I like to make predictions predictions on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I want to know where you see yourself in the next five to 10 years so that I can watch this interview five to 10 years from today and say, mm. yo, Speck said he was going to do this. And look, he actually did it. Mm. It's actually dope. I like that. In five years... Five to ten. Five years, my school is definitely going to be one of the most talked about schools on the planet. Mm. Is one thing. Second thing is, in five years, I'm going to have some major product wins. What does that look like? Products that everybody, at least one of them that everybody has to use. Like, like right now, everybody... Like the passport joint? Like, like, is that what you think? Like, similar. Yeah, something like that. Like, something that... Like, I need this. Like, Uber. People need that. You need Uber. Come on. Uber. Gotta have Uber. Amazon. Like, I I need Amazon. I need that. It's gonna be at least one thing that I create that the people will need. Mm. 
And that's going to be my moment I talked about. That's going to be your moment. Five to ten years. That's going to be the moment. I love it. I love it. And you don't even know what it is yet. I might have it already. Do you have it? I might have it already. Do you think you, is it like something that you're thinking of, like that you're working on that you think you got? Or you're just saying, in my life, there's something that I'm missing that I don't see just yet. I think I have it. I'm working on something that's going to disrupt the world in terms of putting money into the black communities. Mm. for ownership. Can I be a part of that? You said your ass, Close bro. Me, yo, you, you, I'm going to be consistent, so I'm going to be persistent. <laughs> <laughs> you already my man, so. <laughs> yeah, but listen, you will be a part of it, though. Mm. You will be a part of it. Um, and 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 this is this is one thing that I talked about earlier is called social seed where we're going to have it where people get to actually have ownership in products, viral products, big products, products that's killing it, that they would never get the, they would never get the opportunity. When you try to, do you know when you try to invest, you got to become an accredited investor. Right. You know what that means? You got to have over 200, thousand dollars or and it doesn't even count your house so if you got a million dollar house still don't matter so it's either two hundred thousand personally or three hundred thousand with your spouse included or over a million dollars in net worth what average what average so if you see a good deal that you can literally take advantage of you as an intellectual can't even take advantage of it mm-hmm. because they have systems in place for us not to take advantage because guess what? We all ain't got that. Do you know what's so crazy? And not even too long ago, Obama finally made it to a point where, um, where um, you can create smaller crowdfunds. He created some bill. Mm-hmm. that kind of unlocked it a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Not yet, but, you know, like... He created... Because it was it, it's, like, illegal, but now I think it's... um or He either... It's something where, like, the little guy can get into it. Somebody's going to comment and be like, David, you're an idiot, but yes. But no, that's, this is the point I'm making. It's like, they put things in place to make sure we don't get what we deserve. Like, why I got to be a credit investor? Yeah. You know, it's like, I know it's little, other little reasons people going to come up with, oh, no, it's because it is. No, no. I feel in my heart, it's so certain people don't get into certain plays mm-hmm. to get to where they need to get to. 
It's like the music industry. Whoever was the puppet at the time. If it wasn't a virus going on, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. You have to say, evict the guy in three weeks, he's out of there. A John Doe eviction, you had no agreement, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. But, you know, right now is a very tough time. You're better off trying to see if you can at least try to make a deal with the guy. See, listen, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I bought this house. It was supposed to be empty when I bought it. You know, and the guy says, well, I ain't got nowhere to go. I ain't got no money. Well, you know, I don't want to tell you. Maybe you need to, you know, you're born at a, at a time when things are crazy right now. Nothing makes sense right now. Nothing makes sense in this world right now. You know, so, no. you know, keep working with the attorney. But I try to make a deal with the guy, too. You know, and see if he can at least get some money coming in until this damn thing blows over and then flip the goddamn thing. You know, take, you know, there's money out there. Let him apply for it. It's free money. All right. No, Listen, you're you may, right. may want to, you know, I know you, you know, I, I don't know what to say. I wish I could help you, but I wish it's, the best for your family. I just thought you know. it'd be a good story for the podcast. Yeah, it's a sad story, you know. It's a <laughs> it's story that don't do, don't ever buy a piece of real estate the day before you close that deal. Even us, we walk through the building. We have to go and see, you know, making sure that uh, the vacancies look decent. You know, you got to do a final inspection before you release that money. Because once you release that goddamn money, it's over. You know, so you got to make sure everything's just the way the you want it. The mortgage stop. No, you got to pay a freaking mortgage on it now. You know, you're screwed. So, listen, yeah. you better go try to make a deal. It ain't going to hurt to make a deal with the guy. Maybe he'll leave for a couple of hundred bucks. I don't know. You know, I should have. I should have took the attorney money and offered him to leave that It's a goddamn day, Albanian but... temper you got. You got that friggin' Albanian temper just like the Pollocks. <laughs> All right, you take care. <laughs> yeah, that was right, well, you know, you got to reach us. Go online, reach me if you need me in the future. But good luck to you. Tell me, uh, somebody goes to your I parents. I got a room for the show next week, so. Oh, great, great, great. I'm glad I you did because we're sold out. We're cut off. I'm not yep. having a bunch of people there. I'm going to be very Perfect. close and in person and, you know, protected. All right. Very good. Perfect. Take care All of right, yourself. Tell you your again. parents said hi. Yeah, yeah. All right. What's up? Have a good night. Oh, you still owe me a friggin' pizza. You promised me. All right. What's up? You got anybody else? The yeah. house? Hey, and everybody, sorry if I can't get to your super chat because it does disappear after a certain amount of time. Well, that means you ain't quick enough, you know? You need to get on your J-O-B. No, it's because somebody talks a lot. Well, then cut me off. I don't care. I can't because you're actually you saying go like this. you're you helping can, somebody. Whenever you get a super chat you want to read, from now on, go like this. Okay? Let me Fine. see you do it. There you go. Not so hard. You break the table. You put freaking marks in my leather here. You had no appreciation for nice shit. This came with the house. <laughs> Shit was bought by a big shot ball player, man. God, kids don't appreciate nothing. Oh my god! All right, I what else most, you got? I, all right, IGH Properties. Thank you for the nine ninety nine nine ninety nine ninety nine. You're getting ready to tell me a lot of nines, Sorry. boy. Rafael, you're gonna give me some of that money, pay you. Rafael, you need to start renting some damn hotel rooms. With that money, Ben. I already booked my room at the Four Seasons. You meant to say Sheridan, I'm pretty sure. Four points, Sheridan. I know. But Better. If you went to the Four Seasons, there ain't even the Four Seasons around here. Yeah, there is. No, there ain't. 
four right. seasons. Oh, no, I'm thinking of the Orlando, three. maybe. I'm thinking of the All right, I look forward to seeing everybody that's showing up. And listen, let me tell you something. I want to personally thank every single person showing up, okay, because you're helping me. You're renting rooms. We're keeping the hotel alive. All right? It ain't going to make a fortune. It'll be good to make some income for the hotel, you know, to help pay the staff and everybody. I'm not making no money on this thing, but I really appreciate it because uh, these are the people I know that really give a damn about me. And the rest of you 199,950, forget ya. All right, what else you got? No, but seriously, I'm going to do uh, more in the future hey, if it works then, out. Yeah, this is just a test. It's, it's a test. A test of the local broadcasting so system. If it goes Beep. well, if it goes well, then you'll do more. Hopefully. Come on. You got anything else? Anything else? Anything else signed in or Nick, wrote in or what? Ms. Yuck, thank you for the $24.99. Towards the new bike. New bike for fall. You're oh, getting a new bike. It. Appreciate it. What kind of bike was it? It's a Yamaha FZ1. It was a 1,000cc. So it was Ooh, 1,000cc. It was a nice one. Frank, Sounds like a rice rocket. Is that a rice rocket? Am I allowed to say that now? Oh, I forgot. You can't say rice rocket or what? Crotch rocket. Crotch rocket. Sorry. It's more like a cruiser, but it was fast. Frank. Pizzo, thanks for the $10. Keep your head up, Ben. Could be worse. You could be in New York. You're absolutely right. I could be in New York. I can't believe people are sending me the room rates in Times Square. The same room that I'll pay $250, $300 for in Times Square are now $45. They're dying in New York. Everywhere is screwed right now. This shit's got to get over, over, over. All right, we're again trying to get a caller. This guy also has apparently lawyers involved in his deal. So. Hey, Ben. Hey, what's how are you? How are you? What's going on? What do you got for us? Uh, I got a couple things, but uh, you don't seem happy. Maybe we should take start taking some uh, some pills or something. Pills? Like what? Uppers? I don't know. It's to help you depression. This is not healthy for hey, you. Hey, what do you think? Life is a fuck... <laughs> Listen, right now, I'm losing millions. Okay? If I wasn't depressed, I wouldn't be normal, I think. You know, it's it's normal. You get <laughs> depressed. What are you going to do? I can't be happy every day. I'm hearing about all the money that we ain't got and we need to come up with. Uh, so what am I going to do? I'm going to be depressed. I mean, it's life, you know, but I mean, I ain't taking no goddamn pills and I'll be acting like, you know, really cool gadgets and everybody knows how to do Kung Fu. <laughs> like everybody yeah. knows five languages. Um, you know, everybody was cool and good looking and it was really, I'm, I'm a huge fan of James Bond. So I really was like, this is the agency. Once I got there, I realized it's it's a diverse place. And one of the biggest things that really hit me when I got to the agency is how many different jobs there actually are. So all the movies are about the exciting case officer, right? The James Bond, um, the Ethan Hunt. But you get there and there are HR people, 
There are people who clean the waste baskets. There are, you know, cooks. There are analysts. There are mechanics. There are graphic designers. There are really yes, like there's a print shop there. People work that, you know, like there are IT people. So it's just like any other. It was, it was insane, like how cool it was to walk in and to see the seal and you have to get past the guards with your special badge and all of that felt super cool but you walk in and it's cubicles (laughs) and people doing like a plethora of different jobs like any other business like any other government organization to keep it running you just happen to work on things that are super cool that most people don't know about. And that's what I enjoyed the most was kind of having this insider insight into world events that I was already interested in. And then I had an even, even more of an insider perspective where I was like, this is really cool and I can affect things in a way, even if a small way that nobody will ever know about. And for me being behind the scenes is huge. Like I love being behind the scenes. Like, affecting somebody that nobody ever knows I even touched. That's that makes me feel good, right? Mm-hmm. I see the end result and I'm like, boom, I did that. Great. So now when you got there, did you get to sort of choose the path that you took or did they do that for you? So in the interview process um that I went through, um I was uh I was going for, they have different tracks. Mm -hmm. So I was going for a certain track and there were like three different job descriptions that I could go for. Um, I picked one, I entered, I decided shortly after they have a a really long orientation period and then a really long training period. So I decided, um, I originally was a desk officer and I decided that targeting was a better fit for me. When I entered in 2007, targeting was brand new. They had just started it. It used to be that case officers themselves would do that kind of work. They would be the ones that found targets and figured out how to approach them. But it really wasn't efficient for them to be doing that. They really need to be out in the field meeting people. So they created an entire job description for people who specialized in finding who they were going to meet. So then all they have to do is spend an hour with me and I say, this is the guy, here's his photo, here's his family, here's everything we know about him. He's going to be at this place at this time. He likes this kind of stuff. Go, you know, go meet him and be friends. If they spend an hour with me, it saves them a ton of time. Um, I can go much more in depth because I'm interested um, than the case officer would be able to because they have a million other things going on. So, um, yeah, so for me, I was able to change tracks during the training period and then be certified as a targeter. Okay, and then how did you meet Andrew initially? <laughs> were, you, were you guys both training or? We were in orientation together. So they enter everybody, no matter what their track is, um, together. And then that's when they do all the HR stuff, right? Like, here's how your health insurance works, mm. and here how's your, you know, how your paycheck works. <laughs> like, make sure you sign up for medical benefits, all those, the intro stuff um, that you don't think about happening at the CIA. <laughs> um, 
So we met, I think I, I noticed him after the first week and he was always uh, seated between two females. <laughs> so, but I decided, wow. yeah, I saw him from a distance and I was like, I'm going to meet that guy. And so it took me about three weeks to get a seat next to him and start up a conversation. Um, and he was great. As soon as I introduced myself, he was like, do you want to go out on a date Wednesday? I was like, yes, yes, I would. Thank wow. you very much. Yeah, it was great. So um, the bummer for him was I was dealing with um, an anxiety disorder at the time that had just kind of, I'd had it for about six months undiagnosed. Um, so I was having all this anxiety constantly and it was making me really physically ill. And um, so he asked me out on the date the night of the date, he called me to ask directions to my house. And I was like, I was throwing up. <laughs> I was like, I was oh, like, I can't no. go. He's like, are you sh like, do you want coffee instead? Do you want, he kept trying, trying, you know, and I'm like, I just can't. And that was the very end of our orientation. I was like, I can never see this guy again. Like he makes me throw up. I have too much anxiety. I like him too much. I was like, I, this sucks. Like, I'm never going to see him again. So then we spent, like, I think a, a month working on the same floor in our offices, completely avoiding each other until I bumped into him at a staff meeting. And then I was like, it was, How old were you? I was 27. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it was intense, and I was. It, he was a very patient man because we had a lot of tea dates. <laughs> when mm. I was like, I'm really nauseous right now. <laughs> like, you make me so nervous. <laughs> now, now this like it, it it parlayed into you guys eventually working together, like right as a team. Yes. And that was that like before. Why is this person a millionaire? Why is this person a billionaire? Why is this person driving this? Why is this person living like this? That means something that they know that you don't know. So if you become a student of success, student of billions, student of millions, that's how it's going to open a door for you. You can't be too negative. You can't be, you know what I'm saying? You got to have confidence in yourself about everything that you do. So me to you, I'm just saying be a student man to success. Feel me? So I want to let y'all know a lot of people be DMing you about this, about that. You know what I'm saying? If you're trying to really get into details about stuff and you need help on anything, just subscribe to my OnlyFans. You know what I'm saying? There's there's going to be something on there you, you want to know or you need to know that can help you because I just feel like I'm giving y'all secrets to all types of credit ways, primaries, this, that, you know what I'm saying? And I just feel like people just need to know about it, you hear me? So if you want to know, you know what I'm saying, stuff about life and how to get successful and stuff like that, subscribe to my OnlyFans, man, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be in the bio, man. It's going to be, also, go to my Instagram, bandman underscore kevo, my Twitter, bandman kevo, you feel me? Make sure y'all subscribe to my OnlyFans. Turn it up. This might be a good one right here. Turn this to a game. You know what I'm 
I'm saying, I, only reason I'm saying this, I'm saying that you old, gang, because 33, you ain't, damn, ain't nobody talked to you when you was 20-something, 25? Nah, like, nah, you want, look, I'm going to tell you some real shit, Joe. When we was shorties, like, motherfuckers ain't telling us about credit and shit. Like, even when I went to the U.S. Bank and I took that bitch and hunted out, like, I'm like, man, fuck credit. Like, you feel me? So you just said, I'm going to keep the 15. What you do with the 15, gang? No, it was around Christmas time. I was fucked up around that time. So I, I put it to, I ain't flipped that shit. So I just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you just finessed I could have had so, it, but I so just, you just, So you just fucked they 1500 off. Like, man, fuck credit and everything. Huh? Hey, look, look, let me yeah, ask I'm you good. something. So the reason, do you understand the reason why the bank gave you that 1500 So, so you took a, so now, let me tell you why they gave you the 1500 They gave you your $1,500 because they knew you was going to fuck it off. And guess what you did? I fucked that shit off. You fucked it off. <laughs> Is it, look, <laughs> look, listen, bro. You did exactly what they thought you was going to do. You could have been, see, this is how you finesse. What you should have did, you should have just went on. One. And we are live. We're live. We're live. I don't feel alive. I feel like half dead right now. I swear to God, I'm so depressed. It's raining out to match the boot. The weather is matching my feeling right now. Depressed, tired. Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing with your phone now? Your phone's cutting you. Put a case on it. You know, today I was ready to walk into AT&T store. And my phone's been acting up because when you press it, it does whatever it wants to what it's supposed to do. So, because it's all cracked in the front. And it felt, you know, starting to, you know, cut me and all that stuff. And I thought it was the actual screen in the phone. So I was prepared to walk in AT&T, and then, you know, I used the hell out of my phone. I make money with this goddamn thing, baby. Okay, this is the only thing, this is the thing, the most important tool. Everybody lives off their phone now. I can run the whole goddamn empire with this phone. Uh, anyway, so I walk in AT&T, I'm ready to spend, a, I'm ready, I think they're going to take me for a thousand bucks or whatever for a new phone. And I walk in, and the lady says, I tell the lady, promises, listen, you know, the phone's not acting right, and you press it, it's all cracked here. And uh, she says, oh, yeah, okay, let me see. And I says, um, you know, what do I got to do? I got to buy a new phone, right? She, so she, she takes my phone, she puts her nail in there, and put, peels off this goddamn coating I didn't even know was there, and the coating was cracked. And now it looks like a new phone again. Uh, like in five seconds, she, sent me, she saved me a thousand bucks. And it's just, well, you know, 
40 bucks for a new case or your insurance will do up at 10 or you go to whatever. Anyway, thank you, lady in the AT&T Clearwater. I forgot I didn't get her name. For saving me $1,000 on a new phone today. All right. So, that's the story. I saved a thousand bucks today. Look at that. Boy, maybe it wasn't such a bad day. But I had a lot of bad shit happen. I'm telling you, you know, I don't know. Right now, everybody better stock up on every dollar they can. Whenever there's a problem in life and business ain't right, get your hands on as much cash as you can and just maybe sit and wait and see what happens because unless you're that smart where you know how to do something, right now things are rough. I mean, it's, it's really bad. I'm not even going to... I mean, you got your good times, you got your bad times. These are absolutely the worst times, okay? So, I don't know. I, I'm just so sick of seeing all these bills coming in with no money to pay them. You know, you know digging in uh, every hole we can to pay them. So, things are not good right now. If you're interested in real estate, beware. And if you want to really be in real estate, I mean, now's a good time to start looking because people are going to get scared. I'm telling you right now, I'm selling hotels for millions, many, many millions less than I would have sold them for back in February, okay? In fact, I'm kicking myself in the ass because... I had a guy ready to buy two hotels for me at a Christmas party, and, and, and I didn't do the deal. I mean, you know, I'm an idiot. What are you going to do? I didn't know this was going to happen. So right now is a good time to go out. If you are interested in real estate and you got some risk money or money you can put into something and maybe wait out the storm, now's the time to start looking for deals. People, I'm telling you, uh, people are bargaining. You know, I know a friend, he was looking for a house the other day uh, in Fort Lauderdale. The guy, he put, uh, he, wanted, he wanted this house for two and a half million. I told him, put an offer in for two million, you know, don't be afraid. So he puts the offer in for two million and, and the broker's saying, no, 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 this is the best deal in town. It's going for two and a half million. It's going to do that bullshit. You know, who's walking around with two and a half million bucks right now to spend on a freaking house? You know, not a lot of people. So anyway, yeah. he puts the offer in, even though the broker kept crying, saying, no, I don't want to do it. He puts the offer in, and they counter him back to two million two. Okay? They took off 300 grand, thinking he'll say, okay, let's meet in the middle, and let's do a deal. But I said... You know why? You got nothing to lose to keep playing the game. Go back and say, listen, you know, I'm being fair right now. In, your, in my opinion, this house is worth $2 million based on today's market, you know? And uh, he, I said, throw him another fifty grand just to be generous. So it ends up, I think he's getting the house for $2 million one, I think, gasoline. So a house that it was supposed to be a hot deal two five, because it's all about timing, 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 and having the money ready to go at that right time. That's what helps. So you know he got a house that actually would be appraised right now for two million five, and he's only paying two million one. Yeah, almost so, 100 percent off. You know, there you go. 
But I also learned about another part of real estate I didn't know about in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, water, there are setbacks on boats because he has water behind the house and I'm going to stick my boat back there for free. Uh, <laughs> that's why I'm helping him buy the house. So, <coughs> there are setbacks. You got to make sure in certain parts. It's crazy. It's like different streets. It's not even cities, though, the setbacks. It's like on Island Drive, it'll be five feet. And then on Westfield Drive, it'll be like 10 feet. Like The distance between you and your neighbor's property line. Yeah. So some streets, you got to have five feet on each side of the boat in between you and your neighbor. And then you got the width because you got a canal. So you got the people live across the canal. So basically the way it works, we learned all this. We didn't know this shit. Now, in canals, the way it works is you have a third, a third, a third. A third goes to the guy on that side of the canal. You need a third for traffic to come through the middle. And you need a third for that guy on that side of the canal. So you have to make sure your boat's not too wide off the dock to stick out to where you go past the third of that space. Or else you can't keep your boat there. So anyway, he's got to shorten his dock for me. <laughs> I'll pay for that. All right, so you went down to Fort Lauderdale. I went to Palm Beach, went to Fort Lauderdale, went to Miami, went everywhere. Everywhere. You and know, while I we were there, I think Trump it. was having a party in Jupiter. We didn't even know it. We drove past uh, where Trump lives in uh, Mar-a-Lago. And man, what a dead-ass place that is. That place is, yeah. I mean, you got your fancy homes, you got your ocean, your beach, but it's like dead. I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't want to live like that. I don't even want to keep a boat in a place like that. You know, there's nothing going on and everybody's, you know, very hidey tidy And um, we got over on a right. free lunch. We got over on a free we lunch. Had a great lunch. Free brunch. We, ate the, we wanted to go eat in the Breakers. Was the Breakers is where? Palm Beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Breakers... Oh, it's Breakers in Fort Lauderdale. No, it's it's Palm Beach. The Breakers in Palm, Palm Beach. Palm Beach. So we went to the Breakers. Sure. Yeah, we were trying to go eat lunch. What do we go anyway? So the restaurant was under construction. And we had... But they own go? a restaurant in town. Which... Called... Forgot. <laughs> I think it's named after the guy that started the Isn't town. Isn't like... Some, Henry's, Henry's Flagler, from Flagler, the guy that started, the big rich guy that started the whole damn thing down there. Anyway, so they, they have a restaurant there in town, and we got lucky, because this place was expensive. You know, it's West Palm Beach and all that, so the waitress knocks over a champagne glass that Carla was drinking. Yeah. And the glass kind of blew on some of the food. Some of it, not most of it. Anyway, they were really nice. The waiter comes and the, the, mate, the manager comes over and he says, no, absolutely, you know, takes all the food away. You know, we, we half ate the food already. <laughs> and he brings all new food, wouldn't charge us. I mean, those people must be tough in that town because these people that work there, oh, oh my God, oh my God, a glass broke. You know, and uh, so anyway, we toured everywhere. everywhere. So now here we are. What night is the night? I can't keep track of it. I honestly Tuesday? think we went Wednesday. Wednesday. We went to over 20 marinas. 
No, 25. And they're all too expensive. And I they all, charge and more I for a fucking all. piece of water. A little slip of water. It's crazy for square foot. It's only water. It's not even land you're getting. That's how much they're charging. Oh, my God. They want like $2. Some of these high-class places want $2 a foot At least per day. Seven grand if a your month. boat's 100 feet, that's 200 bucks a day. That's 30 days in a month. That's $6,000 a month. For a fucking slip of water? And in Miami. You talk about, about oh, man, they're making money. Especially in Miami. Oh, my and God. And they don't have that. I barely have any amenities. Some of them don't have shit to give you. Uh, so, anyway, we're working on it. All right. I hope anybody's out there. They got any problems. They got any questions. Call in. All right. And uh, see if we can do. But right now, let me tell you. Your real estate is a danger zone. I mean, I don't know what's going on. I'm not smart enough to know how these banks are handling. I know a lot of people ain't paying. See, at first, the government was handing out money. They're giving out the extra unemployment. Everybody was paying their rent. See, multifamily was staying strong. But now I hear, and I heard from a guy yesterday that owns like 2,000 apartments in Tampa. He wanted to come... Uh, have lunch with me and maybe look at John's pass or whatever. So um, he said, holy crap. He couldn't believe it. He was down. He was missing 200000 in rents uh, that he hasn't collected last month. He hasn't figured out what this month is already. So, and we're starting to feel a pinch too. Um, it used to be retail was having its problems. It still are. Forget about hotels. I, I just want to Oh, my God. I don't want to talk about hotels right now. But now the multifamily's getting hit. Okay? Because people, it's, I'm telling you, they're not dealing with the situation like they should. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, either if you're going to keep money flowing, you keep the goddamn shit flowing. Don't give it a little and stop. All right? Until it's over, keep it flowing. Uh, because right now, I'm telling you, things are getting ugly. You know, I had another commercial tenant telling me they're leaving. They're going bye-bye. I'm going to be stuck with another empty commercial unit, retail. Uh, I'm telling you, my life is depressing as hell right now. So anyway, maybe I can help somebody. Anybody out there, you want to buy something, you're looking to buy. But I will tell you, they're still lending. The government's backing up all the banks. They're backing up uh, Fannie's, Freddie's. I got people in contract to buy stuff right now. We had a big inspection in one of our hotels. I hope that goes through. So there's money flowing out there still. So if you want to do real estate, what you got? We also have Super Chats. Super Chat, Super Chat. Parasailing the Past, thanks for the four ninety nine, And thank you for coming to, I think, most of the podcasts. Is that a parasailing goddamn time? guy I can't find? Every time I go there, he's off sailing somewhere. Yeah. yeah. You know, I personally went over there in the goddamn heat, sweating, you know, it was hot as hell, looking for the goddamn parasail guy to see if he wants to come to my side over there and, and get more business and more exposure. And I don't know, there's th like two or three different parasailing guys there, and I don't even know if I got to the right guy. So, parasailing guy, where the hell are you? Okay, contact us and start parasailing on my side of the boardwalk too. And go get another parasailing boat. All right. I think I know somebody selling one, too. Seriously, call us. 
I know a guy selling a parasail in a boat and this, uh, the whole setup. A captain. All right, what else we got? Shout out to Matthew Simpson. Thanks for the four ninety nine. Matthew Simpson. Ben, if the real estate event you are doing next week weekend sold out, sold out, sold out, done. You missed it. Does well. Will you do more? That's what I'm really thinking about doing. You know, we, we can't do big stuff right now. We're going to do small stuff. So I'm going to do small stuff, and if it works out, we're going to do it continuously and, you know, make it small, easy, you know, groups where I can really get my point across. Uh, so it sold out, but, yeah, if this one works out, we'll do some more. Maybe we'll start doing them in Orlando. Maybe we'll do them in uh, Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shout out to the doctor for the $25. Doctor, doctor, doctor. Oh, doctor, no money. Normally give $100. Doctor only give $25. What's the matter, doctor? You lose your patience or what? Still waiting on the lazy river. Lazy river. Well, we'll talk about it. I'll be there on the 19th. earlier? Honestly, let me tell you something. That freaking lazy river saved me today. I had such a rotten day. With so many things going on that, you know, my wife says, hey, why don't you go get in the pool? It's really nice out here. This is before this lousy rain came. You know, I was sitting there depressed, thinking about this old stuff going on. And I says, you know what? She's right. So I took a nice swim and got some exercise around the river. But the goddamn pumps, I think, are cuckoo now. I swear to God, the pump was going the wrong way and pushing me instead of helping me. I'm telling you, you got to talk to that goddamn pool guy. So it was like a workout going against the goddamn current. All right, what else you got? Um, David G. David G. Thanks for the $10. $10, thank you. And by the way, you know, I know a lot of people say, oh, I don't like the podcast, blah, blah, blah. You know, I appreciate, and Rafal really appreciates everybody that watches the podcast. It ain't a big thing like the videos, but hey, every bit helps. Rafal needs to eat, and, uh, you know, it helps a lot. And his motorcycle, tell us, Rafal, he tells me today what happened. Yeah, I was uh, throwing the trash today, and I noticed the empty parking spot where my motorcycle usually sits there and it's gone so my motorcycle was stolen today from not a bad neighborhood though i think that's so. when you start seeing things are getting really bad when things start getting stolen people start going out stealing they need money okay yeah. so you know i'm sorry your bike got stolen i know uh it was your favorite bike you europeans bike. like that motorcycle stuff especially yeah, he, I think you guys got more motorcycles than cars in Poland, don't you? Uh, no, not in Poland. Oh, uh, but a lot of those countries. A lot of scooters. Scooters? The 50s. Anyways. All right, so listen, Rafael needs a new motorcycle, so come on, help him out here. You know, poor Polak living here in Florida. He's used to the cold weather. He's sweating it out. That's why I bought a bike, so the wind's on him. Okay. Uh, give me okay. yours. Anyways. Trying to buy a 14 unit for 990 grand, 25% down 800 credit score, and banks are asking for a four three quarter rate with 520 recourse loan. I would 
I could buy it cash. Any ideas how to get a, a reasonable offer? Listen, you're 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 getting ready to pay how much? How much is that deal? Nine hundred ninety. Nine hundred ninety thousand dollars, almost a million dollars. Fourteen units. So how much is that a door? Roughly about what's that? Seventy seven times uh ten is seven hundred. Seven times four is twenty eight. So it's about seventy a door. Right? 72, yeah. Alright, so sounds like a good deal. Hopefully you did all your homework and make sure the rents are gonna equal and pay you all the bills and leave you something left over. Hope you got a good return. But um I mean if the banks are willing, you know, the point is, you know, if you're gonna put out cash, then you gotta get a discount, okay? Cash is king. You know, if they want a quick cash deal, baby, they gotta give you a discount. So I would try and then go out and refinance it, okay? Uh, 